Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast with co-hosts Jacob and Terry. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. Hey guys, welcome to the third episode in our series of Terry and I's top 10 favorite posts that we've written on the Teen Financial Freedom blog. Today, we're going to be talking about investing. We're going to be talking about two different posts. One that I wrote that was kind of more of a general article just about investing. And then the other one that Terry wrote was much more specific and kind of talked about the exact steps that you need to take to open up some accounts. So we're going to start off general and then get more specific towards the end of the episode. So Terry, can you just kick us off by giving a couple just basic definitions and descriptions of some of the key investing terms that everyone needs to know? So the first term we'll take a look at is investing. What is investing exactly? Well, it's really easy. You're setting aside money, you're kind of locking it up, and you're, you're setting it out there to work for you. So say you invest $100 and you're expecting to make 10% return on investment, which we'll talk about that in a second. Of return on investment, which essentially means that your $100 is out there earning $10 on a regular basis for you. That's the basics of investing. This is really easy. It's just essentially putting your money to work. A stock and a share is kind of interchangeable. Essentially, it is just a company like Apple that lists itself on the open market. It allows you to stick $100 into the company to buy a $100 piece of their company. And then you get to participate in the growth of Apple and any of the revenue and uh, cash that they're making. It won't be a ton because it'll just be $100 worth or however much you bought the company. That's essentially what a stock or a share is. You're just buying a piece of different types of companies. Return on investment is the yield that your investment generates. So if you invest $100 and you make $10, then you have a 10% return on investment. Compound interest is basically... Essentially, some say that Einstein called compound interest like the eighth wonder of the world. Basically, compound interest, the whole idea behind that is that when you invest $100 and you make $10, now you don't just have $100 working for you. You have $110 working for you. So say if you're still earning 10% on that, next time you'll earn $11. And now you don't have just $110 working for you. You have $121 working for you. That's compound interest. That's when the original money you invested starts working for you, but as well as the new money you earn. And the power behind compound interest is time. The longer you let it sit there, the more and more and more and more it accumulates. It's, it's honestly incredible. If you take out a compound interest calculator and punch in some numbers, play around with it, your mind will be blown with how little money you can invest over a period of time. And it'll just like accumulate and start exploding. But I think that's that's the gist of what I wanted to go over. One last term maybe that I see here, a portfolio. Portfolio is just essentially the name for the collection of stocks or investments that you have. So your portfolio might include real estate and it might include Apple and Amazon and Microsoft. Basically a portfolio is just the name for all of those investments together. I think that's the gist of the terms I wanted to go over for this episode here. If you're interested in more, you can check out the article link in the podcast description below. So investing can be very complicated, but I like to think that it comes down to three simple rules. Rule number one is to start today. Whatever you're doing, you should try to come up with some money that you can invest today. And it really comes down to 
the point that Terry was just making about how compound interest is incredibly powerful. And that's why the sooner that you start, the more money that you'll make. Because as he said, time is like the key to making more money with compound interest. So if you start today, you're going to make more money than you would if you were to start tomorrow or next year or 10 years from now. And so really, whatever money you have, try to come up with a decent amount of it that you can go and invest today and start investing a recurring amount you know, every month or every week or, you know, whenever it works well for you, but try to start today. And I guess my next point is to stay consistent with it. And so whatever money you decide to invest on a, we'll just say a monthly basis for every month, I mean, really for the rest of your life until retirement, you want to be investing a consistent amount every month. And the idea behind that is although the market is going to go up and down, your stocks are going to gain value. They're going to lose value. It might look like you've lost money, but Really, what it comes down to is the stock market usually always goes up. Pretty sure I heard the other day that the stock market has never had a 10-year period where it's lost money. So you could take any 10 years in the entire history of the stock market, like over 100 years, and you would never lose money over a 10-year period. So that means that if you started today in 2021, by 2031, it's almost guaranteed you'll have more money in 2031 than you had when you started investing in 2021. That's just why it's so important to stay consistent. Even if the market goes down, even if it goes up, just keep buying and hold on to it. Finally, my third point is to diversify your investments. While the market as a whole has always gone up, there have been stocks that have gone down. I mean, not it's not like a guaranteed success that every single investment that you make will make money. It's just the market as a whole does. And so, you know, companies do go bankrupt, you know, they, they go out of business, their stock might be at $100 one day, and then next year it's down to zero because they went out of business. But overall, you know, the market will go up as a whole. And so the key is to, instead of just buying one stock and putting all your eggs in one basket, you know, buy several different stocks or better yet, invest in a mutual fund or an index fund. It's kind of another key term that we didn't talk about, but it's basically a collection of stocks. There is the, the S&P 500 is a market of the 500 largest companies in America. So if you invest in an S&P 500 mutual or index fund, you are essentially investing in America. You are investing in the fact that you believe the 500 biggest companies in America will be worth more in the future than they are right now. And I mean, that's the, the basic definition or the basic rules that I would suggest following for investing. If you do those three things you should be pretty well off. I mean, obviously there's a lot more that you can do to get better returns, but if you follow those three rules, I would bet that you will make money from investing. Absolutely, 100% right on. Even some of you might not have heard of, there's a guy named Warren Buffett, who's one of the world's wealthiest people. I think he's in the top 10 Forbes billionaire list, but he's basically just a legendary investor. He He's a value investor, so he hunts for companies that are undervalued. He puts a bunch of money in them. And then sure enough, when the, when the market corrects and it goes up in value, you know, his, his investment's worth a whole lot more. He is actually surprisingly a huge fan of index funds in the S&P 500, because just like Jacob said, it's essentially betting on America. You're betting on America's growth in growth of the economy and their companies. And Warren Buffett is very bullish on America as a whole. He believes very strongly in the, our economy and the companies there. So don't let investing intimidate you. It's, it's not as scary as it seems. It can actually be pretty simple. If you just set aside a certain amount of cash consistently and invest it in something simple, it can be individual stocks or it can just be the S&P 500, a regular index or a mutual fund, and you just stay consistent, 
and do that regularly starting today, you will be so much better off in just a couple of years uh, than when you started. Now, one last point I wanted to throw into that might help some people get over the nerves of investing is some people struggle when they see their investment has tanked or when it's in the red. So I just wanted to share a quick story. I think it was back in 2018 when I bought my first bit of Bitcoin. Um, I bought at $6,000 when Bitcoin is worth $6,000 a coin. And I believed it was cheap. And technically it was cheap then. $6,000, even though it sounds like a lot per coin, but it was cheap for Bitcoin. Sure enough, a few weeks later, it tanks. And it tanks to like $3,000. So I lost like 50%. But the important thing to note here is I didn't actually lose 50% of my investment because I never sold. I never sold. I knew it was going to go up. And so I just took the punch in the gut, but I, I didn't sell a single penny. And sure enough, it took a while, but sure enough, I think it was 2019, the summer of 2019, it skyrocketed back up from $3,000 to $12,000. And so that's when I sold a portion of mine, but it essentially doubled. And it's just important to know that when you buy, even if it tanks immediately after, don't sell. Because if you sell, then you've locked in your loss and you have lost money. But if you don't sell it and you're bullish for the long term and you wait it out, then you can sell in the future at a later date um, and you'll just write out the red, um, write out the, the temporary dip in, in your investment. That was very well said. And so with that, we want to kind of go into a couple more advanced tactics, I guess you can say. We just want to talk about the actual steps that you need to take to start investing um, now that you kind of know the basics behind it, we kind of want to talk about a few different account options that you have, as well as, well, yeah, just the different types of accounts um, and the different tax advantages behind each. So to start, you can open up just a regular brokerage account. And this is probably what most teens want to do for now. And it's really just investing for the short term or like, well, when I say short term, I mean five to 10 years because you want your money to grow now, but you don't necessarily, you don't want to have to wait until retirement to access that money. So if you just get a regular brokerage account, you can invest now. It's kind of what I'm doing with a lot of my money right now, because what I want to do when I get out of college is have some money to go buy a house or to do whatever I need to do. Um, and so I would say a brokerage account is kind of more short-term investments relatively. And then you also have a couple different options when it comes to retirement accounts. Terry, do you want to explain that? Sure. So there's uh, two really popular retirement accounts. There's the IRAs and the 401ks. They both have uh, quite a few similarities. First off, we'll start with one that you've probably heard of, the 401k. And its counterpart uh, that's very, very similar is the traditional IRA. There's actually, that's a term for what IRA stands for, but I forget. Individual retirement account? Yeah. So there's, there's the 401k and the IRA, the tr traditional IRA. These accounts focus you on long-term. And basically, if you set up one of these, you're betting that you're going to pay less taxes in the future than you are going to pay now. So say if you put $3,000 into a traditional IRA or a 401k, then you can write those tax, like you can take that $3,000 when you go to file your taxes and you won't have to pay taxes on it. So it'll be kind of like you, in a sense, like you spent it or it's just like it doesn't show up on I don't know, you just won't get taxed on it, essentially, is what it is. You won't get taxed on the $3,000 that you invested now. However, after you take it out, I think it's at 59 and a half is when you're allowed to start taking money out. At a later date, like a, at a later date, when you start taking money out, you will get taxed on whatever you take out. So while you don't have to pay taxes now, you will in the future. On the other hand, you have, in some specific cases, the four, like the Roth 401k, 
um, but more popularly or commonly known is just the regular Roth IRA. And the Roth IRA is basically the opposite of the traditional IRA. When you put $3,000 in today, you still have to pay taxes on $3,000. But when you withdraw the money in the future, you don't have to pay taxes whatsoever. So you, essentially, the difference between the traditional IRA or the Roth IRA is whether you want to pay taxes now and not in the future, or whether you want to, want to avoid taxes now and then pay them later in the future. That's the gist of it. Yeah. And really what it comes down to is you should be doing both because you don't know what taxes are going to be like 40, 50 years from now. And so you should, I mean, really want to, you want to invest um, into each. Um, so you're kind of, I mean, whether taxes are higher or lower in the future, you're going to be all right because you have money coming in regardless. And one other thing I'll mention about the 401k is that, that it can be a very powerful tool if your employer offers a matching 401k. That essentially means that whatever money you put in up to a certain amount, your employer will match that or double it. So if you put in $100, they'll say, you know what, I'll put in $100 too. So now you have $200 going into your matching 401k, not just $100. And they'll usually do that up to a certain percentage. I don't really know any examples, but there is a limit up to which they'll match it. But basically the advice is, whatever their limit is, you should at least invest that much because they're giving you free money. They're saying, whatever money you invest, I'll invest that as well. So always um, invest up to that matching amount. And then from there, you might want to distribute more to your other IRA accounts. So real quick to just wrap up this episode here, we kind of go over, have gone over like the basics investing, some basic terms and what different accounts are like a regular brokerage or a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA. We're going to share a couple of our favorite investing platforms to where you guys can get started uh, today. Personally, I use two different ones. One is Stockpile. Uh, they have a website at stockpile.com you can check out. Uh, their fees are like $1 whether you buy or sell. So if you buy $100 worth of stock, you'll pay like 99 cents on that. They're very kid-friendly. They were originally started to help kids get started investing now. So I highly recommend them if you're under the age of 18. Because if you are under the age of 18, it is a little bit trickier to get started. So Stockpile is a great one to start off with, but I also use TD Ameritrade and that's actually the company I have my Roth IRA through and they're good. They're a good company. It is a little bit trickier to like, get the account set up as a youth or someone under 18. Um, but if you're over the age 18, it'll be super, super easy, super simple process. If you just go to tdameritrade.com, it's another great one to check out. But Jacob, what is your one or two favorite uh, investing apps? My favorite, I actually just got started with them this month, is Charles Schwab. I've been using like a just a local bank for the longest time, but this year I wanted to set up like a, a better financial system and kind of get going on some new investments. And so I did some research and decided to pick Charles Schwab for a few reasons. Um, I'm not going to remember all of them. The one that kind of brought me or brought them to my attention first was the fact that they offer fractional investing. Um, and what that means is some brokerages require you to buy a entire share and it could be thousands of dollars like Amazon's stock price. I don't know what it is right now, but it's easily probably over 2000. Um, and so if you don't have $2,000 that you're willing to put into Amazon right now on Charles Schwab, I can, I can buy an, a fraction of that, you know, for hundred bucks or whatever I want to invest. And so that was kind of the main reason I came to it, but they also um, are very good about no fees whatsoever on ATM withdrawals, on um, 
overdrafts on just whatever they have. I mean, I don't, I haven't come across one fee that they have so far. And I've been very impressed by that. And also they have, they offer kind of all the services that you could want at one banking institution. So I just set up a checking account there, a savings account there, um, a brokerage account there and a Roth IRA account there. And what's cool about it is that I can open up my phone and go to the Charles Schwab app and I can see like my total assets um, all right there, whether it be cash and checking and savings or investments in my brokerage or Roth IRA, I could see it all right there. It's super easy. I mean, literally I can transfer money from one to the other in seconds. Um, and so that's my my favorite platform, but really you can't go wrong. I like to think just pick a platform that kind of has the benefits that you want and you should be good to go. Honestly, I was just going to cut in real quick and say, um, just from your description of Charles Schwab, I'm about to uh, switch over my TD Ameritrade and stockpile stuff there when I turn 18. Cause like, man, that's kind of sweet having your check-in savings and right. Roth IRA and everything just all in one spot. Awesome. Man, that's, that's a sweet gig. So. Yeah. So with that, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hopefully now you kind of know some basic investing terms, some rules, the different types of accounts, and then also some good brokerage accounts that you can get set up today. Really, you just got to start today. So go out there, do a little bit more research, I mean, get started investing today, and you will be better off for the rest of your life. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it. 